All right, guys, welcome back. We are plugging along with the great cholesterol myth, um, chapter eight, the statin deception. Um, so, so we're in the second half of this chapter, and it, it's kind of it goes through the risks and the benefits, and then kind of dives into how the the pharma companies tell their story and and what have you, right? So, in the first netcast, I guess we went over what do statins do. It yeah. lowers cholesterol. Cholesterol has been demonized. It really doesn't. It isn't bad the way you think it is. Uh, talked about. We've talked about in previous chapters about LDL uh, and what that does. But basically, statins. You know, they reduce your overall cholesterol, and people think, oh, that's a good thing. Well. It's not a good thing, and in the re- in the reality of the world, uh, we'll get into some of the statistics about how the pharmaceuticals companies kind of twist the data to make it look a lot better than it is. Right, right. So, real quick on some of the risks, um, we'll just kind of roll through these fairly quickly for more detail. Reference the book, right? But probably the number one risk is to the brain. Um, they go into the detail that although the brain only makes up 2% of the total weight of the human body, it contains 25% of the body's cholesterol. Right. When we take a drug that lowers the cholesterol, of course, there's going to be effects to the brain. Um, some studies are showing that there's connections to dementia, to Alzheimer, to um, um, just general cognitive clarity, you know. Um, well, I guess Senef, the lady from the beginning, said that a lot of these uh, actual symptoms kind of cleared up a little bit when she took her husband off of a lot of these drugs. Right, right. You know, off of the statins. Right. So there's a definite effect right. to, to the brain at some level. Um, the second thing they bring up is the depletion of CoQ10. Um, statins do block the receptors and deplete the body's ability to... Um, store CoQ10 and um, at a very high level, um, CoQ10 is critically important for um, energy in the heart. Yeah, and, and uh, they even mentioned here again, we've mentioned this before, we did a snack cast on CoQ10, if I recall. Yeah, we and did. Anybody who is on it for the very, let me reiterate, for the very few people who should be on a statin, if you are on a statin, you need to be on CoQ10 yesterday. Yesterday. Run to the... Yep. Store wherever you go to get your CoQ10 supplements. I'm actually saying that here. I highlighted it. Run, don't walk to your nearest pharmacy or health food store and pick some up. Um, They recommend 100 milligrams twice a day of highly bioavailable ubiquinone. If I said that right. I think you did. Okay. So um, problem number three is your gut. It... um, Basically, uh, you know, your gut, you've talked a lot. It screws with the gut flora, yeah. About how important the gut is, and and it's from vitamin absorption to the immune system to everything else. Um, And, yeah, at a very high level, statins will mess with the gut flora, as you said. Yep. Um, uh, They reference immunity. Immunity. So so statins are in nature anti-inflammatory. Um, but the way they accomplish this anti-inflammatory action um, may not be without problems. They suppress chemicals. I, I forget how they pronounced it, but it was NF-KB. It was a specific I did read way that, yeah. that, that they um, – so there's immune system side effects. Again, I, I wanted to go through these kind of quickly because um, we can get caught in the weeds. Um, sex life. 
pay attention here, right? Right. So, um, serotonin was a big aspect. Oxytocin was a big aspect. Right. It, so all I, of these different hormones. I mean, so are we eating not only? Just, I mean, so obviously a serotonin and oxytocin, but you know, are we weeding to not only sexual behavior but also depression? I mean, that that's what oh, sure. crossed my mind right out of the gate is. You know, are people that are on uh, regular doses of statins, are they are they more depressed, more anxious? I mean, to your point, you're messing with the brain. The brain. Right. At a li- large level. And in um, regard to the sex, um, all the major sex hormones are derived from cholesterol, and that would be estrogen, testosterone, and progesterone, I think, is mm-hmm. the third one. So... Um, yeah, so it's not good for that. They they go a little bit deeper. They talk about oxytocin, um, the hormone of love, um, to your point. It affects mood as well. Um, serotonin, we mentioned that one. Um, so the big ones was starting to get into. So in uh, one of the nuggets that they put in here was uh, in talking about, they went through some of the studies and how, how the pharmaceutical companies like to pump up their information. I won't get to that yet, but they were saying that as part of one of the studies, they had the excess death, you know, so, so you take this, you want to improve the death rate. And the reality was that it didn't at all. Right. Right. Multiple studies. Right. I mean, you might have like one person, I mean, not even one person, but when you look, if, you there was results that were better for heart conditions like heart attacks and that type of stuff but that's deceiving because the excess deaths that exist were actually the same the same number of people that took uh placebo basically no drug had the same uh death rates as the people Mortality who took rate. Right. the statins in fact there was actually more right uh that that, that died that took the statins than the other um so that was really interesting to to kind of see, but guess what they started getting? Diabetes, cancer. Well, they they an analogy they use in the book is if you're trying to sell pharma um, compared to the guys trying to sell alcohol, right? And they'll reference that that moderate alcohol intake improves your odds of getting heart disease, right? right. I don't know if that's true or not, but it's the example they gave. Um, and they said, but what they will hide is that alcohol also increases your chance of breast cancer. Right. They're not going to tell you that. They're going to say, hey, a glass of wine a day is good for the heart. Well, that might be true, but it's also not good for breast cancer. Or so there's 20 like other a, conditions. Right? You know, give and take. And, right. And that's kind of sometimes how they twist the, the data. Um, I, circling back to serotonin's real quick, I did want to point out, you've mentioned a lot in the past that it's almost like Hydra. You take one thing and you create all these others, yep. right? Um, they talk briefly about um, SSRIs, selective serotonin uptake inhibitors, I think they okay. are, that are um, they're antidepressants, right? Your, your, your Prozacs, your Zolofs. Well, if you're on a statin and you're messing with the hormone receptors and driving down um, serotonin um, stores, and then you're taking an SSRI to improve your serotonin. What else are you doing? Uh, <laughs> right. It's like, 
<laughs> you know, so so may, if you're on a statin and and an SSRI, it, go do your own research and consider you might be pouring water out over here and, and <laughs> dumping it back in over here. You right. Know? So they um, did they did reference uh, before we get into to the games that pharmaceuticals play. They did uh, reference a website in here called the Therapeutics Initiative. It's, they call it a kind of a consumer reports on the drug industry studies that was started in 1994. They are not connected to big pharma or universities or government. So really kind of an independent think tank that will give you what they believe is the real story on pharmaceuticals. So uh, I'd like to see where they get their money, being a skeptic who is truly independent. Yeah, yeah that's true. You know, that's true. Um, um, so anyway, uh, we talk a little bit about uh, the the farm, the game, the games, the farm, pharmaceuticals play. Okay, hang on, real quick on the risks. I'll just wrap okay. it up real quick. All cause mortality. There's no change. Um, it's linked. Statins are linked to cancer and diabetes. Um, I can tell you, matter of factly, it's linked to diabetes based on what they've given us here. That yeah, it's an obvious correlation. Um, all right. So now moving into kind of how pharma works. Well, uh, they, they obviously went back and I think there was several studies of like a million people or more. Uh, some of some of them were 100,000 or so. They do a good job of referencing where they get this data. We're just skipping over it for, right. for the point yeah. of. To, to make it smooth, but they talked about absolute risk versus relative risk. Why don't you Why don't you take this? So, absolute risk versus relative. Um, so, so, so I, I, let me let me tee you up a little bit. A pharmaceutical co- drug company will come to you and say, "Hey, statins re- reduce for the risk of heart attacks by thirty percent or more." Well, so if you if you do the math on that, if you take a hundred people. Right. And for the sake of numbers, let's say three of them are going to die of a heart attack. Mm -hmm. And by taking this drug, the number will go from three to two. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, that relatively, if you look at it as a percentage decline compared to the number three, that is a 33 percent reduction. That's the relative. The absolute is that it was really only one person out of the hundred. So it was only one percent. It wasn't a thirty-three percent. That's so. When you're looking at relative to absolute, you always want to know what's the absolute. They give a good analogy, and they said if if there were two rooms and they're both they both have piles of cash in there, but you can't see how big the piles are, and you're chose you have to choose. You can have ten percent of what's behind door number one or 90% of what's behind door number two without knowing the absolute number you can't and make a guessing good on the relative, you can't make a good guess because no offense, but in the book, they yeah. reference Warren Buffett. Right. I'd rather have 1% of Warren Buffett's money than all of yours. <laughs> you know, right. It's, um, so again, it's that relative versus absolute. So they often quote in relative risk, right? When yeah. in fact, they should be looking at absolute. Risk. Right. And it was Lipitor that got famous for manipulating this statistic. Right. Um, they have an old ad. You can Google it. You can Google Lip, uh, Lipitor's ad where they they said 36 percent. And it was exactly the scenario we just described, where as an absolute number, it was more like one percent. 
but they inflated it to demonstrate 36%. So, so that goes back to, all right, if this drug is going to, to, to save one people, one person in a hundred, these drugs, one person in a hundred, is it worth it? Yeah, the, it, the answer is absolutely not well, I, when it comes to the side effects. I would say that's up to each person, right? I, I don't know what their their um, family history looks like or whatever. But the point of this of is this my best. What you talking about, Willis? This is a book review. In the book, they're saying they don't tell you about all of these different risks, right. whether it's the CoQ10, the sex hormones, the potential cancer and diabetes links. They don't tell you about all that. They just tout this 33% number or 36%, I think was the actual number. But at the end of the day, even that number is bull spit. Right. Because it's really more like 1%. So, yeah, I mean, if, if you're a 55-year-old overweight dude who's already had a heart attack, there might be a benefit to being on a statin. There'd be a bigger benefit to changing your diet. Agreed. No doubt. No doubt. You know, so, I, I would. Okay. I won't even get it. <laughs> I, I won't even get into that. I, I just don't believe they got. It. They play a, a predominant role in actually outcomes. Right. And, and for all the the bad side effects that come with statins, I think that they are evil. I don't. I don't disagree with you. I. I, I think. Um. What was the quote from one of the chapters prior? The, the largest travesty ever committed on you know, the human population, something to that effect. Yeah. That, I, I mean, I'm, I'm more in that camp. Right. I know. You know, I know you're, 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 you're being the asterisk. Uh, well, <laughs> it is a book review and, and that's, um, you know, what they're trying to lay out in this chapter, I think is to give you the data to, to be able to ask the real questions, you know? Oh, like, and here, here's they they allude to it. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming for children. They are yeah. trying to. There are several doctors that are out there that are promoting uh, statins for everyone. Everyone gets a statin, and they are it's starting. Like Oprah, oh, you oh, get a statin, and you get a statin. It's coming. I mean, they want to sell more of this crap, and it's going to. Uh, they're talking about the obesity in children and how children have cholesterol issues and everything. Yeah, I agree with you. Children do have cholesterol issues, but you're not going to fix it. Right. Or uh, Cholesterol is not even a problem. Ch children have dietary issues. I, I would encourage the viewer, e e even if you're a skeptic on this, the next time you're with your doctor, and if you're on a statin or they're trying to put you on a statin, is ask them about this stuff. Say, Doc, what's this going to do to my CoQ10, to my testosterone, estrogen, progesterone? And they allude to it. A lot of docs don't know. They probably don't know. And if they don't know, that's a red flag. You know. Right. Or, or tell them to produce the studies. If they can refute, if they can go, well, it actually doesn't do this because this and here's the documentation, you probably have a great doc. Right. Politely ask the doc to produce the studies. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, and then they said, th so it should not, like, high major vast majority of the time, it should never be prescribed for women. And then on top of that, it should never, ever, ever be prescribed to children. And that's coming. You're going to see the pharmaceuticals try to grab a grip on the children and the cholesterol problem. Yeah. And I think the, the final red flag, um, I don't know why they waited to the very end. Cause I think it's a pretty big deal, but, um, statins, um, are, uh, they, they help drive down our vitamin D. Oh um, yeah. That's huge. The, you know, and again, huge. I vitamin, think that's possibly a bigger deal than vitamin D is big in prevention of everything. Right. 
Right. I think what was a quote? Um, what, what I forget the doctor, uh, Greg, Gregory Plot, Plotnikoff um, of the Penny George Institute for Health and Healing um, said, quote, um, because vitamin D is so cheap and so clearly reduces all cause mortality, I can say this with great certainty. Vitamin D represents the single most cost effective medical intervention in the United States. Um, and on the heels of that, your statins are driving down your vitamin D. Yeah. Um, really interesting take on the vitamin D. There's actually uh, another vitamin that you need to take in conjunction with vitamin D. It's K2 that not only... Um, tells the body what uh so vitamin d is absorbed through the blood but it it doesn't tell it the k2 tells it where to go like okay right, we gotta, i got gotta, it tells it where to bind okay to it. so it's a if you're take uh taking a vitamin d i'd probably recommend a vitamin d with a k2 nice nice yeah. work there Do- thank you doctor not dr Transu. yeah doctor doctor <laughs> um all right chapter nine it's titled the real cause of heart disease and that will sugar, be next sugar sugar it sugar. should be a good chapter um, I, don't I don't know, know why uh, you always have to like sugar you know. I don't know. <laughs> um I, I i don't recall reading this chapter i know i read the book already i don't recall maybe you're right I don't know. I will see. Right. We'll see. Okay. Um, Questions, comments, concerns. Email him. Email us at snackcast at yes.fit. Stay moving. See you.